Where's that hospital the Firefly mentioned? This is where we get off. We finish what we started. Welcome to the Fireflies. Let me see her, please. She's being prepped for surgery. I knew her since she was born. I promised her mother I would look after her. Where was the operating room? There's no halfway with this. After all we've been through. It can't be for nothing. Hello and welcome to this bonus Wattcast episode covering HBO's The Last of Us, season one, now in its entirety, all of us having seen the finale this past Oscar Sunday. Thank you to our Patreon supporters who make these episodes possible. I'm Caleb Wimble and with me are Nick Wicks. Hey everyone. And Dan Katinsky. Hey everyone. Spoiler warnings right off the bat, last week, or la- rather last uh, bonus episode on the first three episodes. We set a time that was like our spoiler cutoff for the rest of the show and then for game spoilers. This week, we're not going to be talking about Last of Us 2 at all. And as for the show, just no going in. We're going to, everything's on the table. We're going to talk about the finale. We're going to talk about all that. So I don't know why you would listen to this before you've seen it, unless you're just not watching the show. But either way, be warned, there's no spoiler zone on this one. We're going to, we're going to, I'm sure we're all going to have things to say about the ending because it is an ending especially that generates things to say, but we'll talk about all of it and we'll, we'll get right into it. Uh, not going to do blow by blow recaps instead going to throw it to you first, Dan, to talk about your highlights. You've seen the whole first season. Uh, and yeah, I just, you know, you're coming into this fresh. You didn't, you, uh, without having been in our last conversation, without having played the games, what did you think of the show? What were your expectations going in and how did you feel about it at, uh, as of, you know, the end of the first season, nine episodes of the last of us? Yeah. So, my initial impression was I wasn't super interested. I mean, I knew I was going to watch it, but I wasn't like over the top anticipating the show. I haven't played the video games yet. I like the art from the games. And I know a lot of people um, are very into the, the games, but it definitely felt like one of those you play it to more watch it than actually play it mm-hmm. <laughs> in terms of the gameplay. It, it's kind of like um, the Uncharted games where it's a lot of like duck and cover and mechanics mm-hmm. weren't for me. So I didn't really go into the show with a lot of expectations. Uh, so we were delayed starting it. So I, I didn't watch it until a few episodes had already been released, including the third one, which had started to get a lot of buzz. And then that's when mm-hmm. FOMO kind of hit. And I, I realized a lot <laughs> of people were like very hyped about it. So um, I really think the third episode got me into the show because then we started mm-hmm. shortly afterwards because I didn't want spoilers. And the first two were enjoyable. They felt kind of run of the mill in a lot of ways of like other zombie shows, but the production value was very great. Mm-hmm. And um, I think the actors were all putting in a, in a lot of effort. So that and the soundtrack and some of the stuff that carried over from the games really helped it stand out from just any other zombie show. So was was liking it. And then I think the third episode might be one of my favorite episodes of TV in recent history. I, wow. was, I was very much, I, I loved it. I thought it was like a very interesting way to just have like a, a small love story tale of like tragedy and life all mm-hmm. compacted into a, what is kind of a, a zombie genre. Like, I don't know. It always, I one thing overall that I've really liked about the show is that it really leans into the heart and emotion of mm-hmm. people more than just the action. I think action has always taken a backseat to this expression. I think the director was talking about it, just like what happens when you love something and the, the horrors that come along with that and trying to maintain that. 
I think they've really done a good job of that versus just say, for example, like Walking Dead, where it's like you like a character and you know they're going to die off, and it becomes kind of like a game <laughs> show where you're just waiting to see which character dies off, and then you like over time you get less and less value out of it because it's not mm-hmm. really saying anything. It's just like you like this character; they're either a badass or they're an interesting character, and then they're like gutted off, and it was just like who dies and who can. It's it was really just based off survival instead of living, and I think. Mm-hmm. Last of, Last of Us is much more concerned with what it means to live than just like killing off characters and having that be the tragedy. So well, I, and that, I, that, that's an interesting thing to say because they do kill off a lot of characters this season, right? Including the episode that got you into the show, the, the, those two characters die at the end. So, so yeah. what do you think is what do you think it is that this show does differently uh, that gets you invested and that still liking it even though they are killing off so many? of the cast by the by the end of the season that is a good point it just doesn't one feels exploitative a little bit Mm -hmm. i don't know if that's the right word but just feels like walking dead is all about like who's going to survive and who's going to die whereas Mm -hmm. the shock value i never yeah it was it really was about the shock value and whereas i think the like tess's death and like the a little bit i think it was more in the beginning than later on Mm -hmm. i actually i think the ones that actually lean into the most walking dead ish vibes were the ones with the two brothers in i think kansas city oh, i forget God. what city they were in oh that was devastating um, yeah i think kansas city yeah <laughs> that oh that leads into the shock value more than any of the other episodes i think about like the deaths yeah being just like really traumatic and horrifying the others i feel like had a lot more to say about that i mm-hmm. i'm like a Mar- little marlene's like, at the end yeah marlene's have a lot more like they they have a lot of more impact they progress things along they're there for a reason the brothers is a little bit tough for me because whereas I was attached to them and it hurt, <laughs> mm-hmm. I also feel like they killed them off solely because they can't influence the plot, and that bothers me a little bit. <laughs> yeah. um, too scared to imp- like make changes from the game. Also, The Last of Us, like all the cinem- like all the posters and imagery you see is always uh, like Pedro and um, what is what is her Bella name? Bella Ramsey. Bella, yes. And so I feel like you kind of know they're not mm-hmm. going to get killed off, and just like. You understand we're in the zombie apocalypse. Like everyone's gonna die eventually, but we know mm-hmm. these two are gonna survive. Whereas, like Game of Thrones, I, I didn't read the books, and but I am at like as a as a TV viewer, it was always who's gonna be like who's gonna be the the final one on the throne and all that. So there's always a question, yeah. and you're more surprised. Mm-hmm. Whereas like this one, you you kind of know they're gonna be living. Felt it felt more like they were really trying to focus on how do you live during the societal period mm-hmm. and it is possible whereas like walking dead always felt like they're just trying to make it more and more bleak and they can never actually build structure or mm-hmm. talk in realistic ways about what the next stage is it's like everyone either becomes like a cannibal or a horrific like mass murder and there's no in between so i appreciated just like the the change in pace with like a few episodes in or i guess this is more like halfway um in the timeline of the first season it's like they find a community that's normal, and that's kind of the shocking thing is that they're they're yeah. they're working, and there's different. They they show different ways of surviving. Some are kind of mm-hmm. mirroring real life, with like the first few settlements being pretty, like the the quarantine zones being a little bit mirroring some of the the things happening in the United States and elsewhere, where it's just kind of a a crappy environment to live in, and there's like a lot of control and political unrest, mm-hmm. and then showing that there's like communities that are working that are more isolated, and then there's there's still some of that like cannibal like sadistic mentality happening and like survival mentality happening with a few but it's like it's not everybody getting into that camp of like we're gonna murder you horrifically so i appreciate they kind of like sprinkled in other forms of living aside from just like really gruesome like these people are awful they lack humanity there's no hope left um people seem to be trying to like establish a new norm Hi folks, Caleb here chiming in on the recording to let you know you have reached the end of this free preview. If you would like to hear the rest of this bonus ode, 
you can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash Wattcast at the $5 Tar Volunteer or more. That will get you access to all sorts of bonus episodes about sci-fi and fantasy and other things adjacent to the Wheel of Time, including the rest of this conversation, which is a good one. And thank you once again to all of those who support the show. After all we've been through, it can't be for nothing. There's no halfway with this. We finish what we started.